Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hi guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. This week, I'm excited to announce my guest, Serena. She has her own small business, um, in the marketing industry. Um, and I'm just really excited to chat today and learn more and just learn more about you. So welcome. Welcome. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. So what are you, uh, what are you drinking today? Yeah. So it is uh, La Grande uh, Cortage, which I probably am saying wrong. I'm terrible with my pronunciations, but it is a uh, rosé from France. Nice. Yeah. I wouldn't know the difference because I can't, <laughs> I can't do that either. Um, my brother-in-law, he's actually staying with us right now. And, um, he took French and I don't know, I was saying some winery that I liked and I said, Groot, like G R U E T. And he's like, it's Gruet. I'm like, what? Well then why do they have E on the end of it? <laughs> so I'm right there with you. Well, awesome. Yeah. Um, how is it? Do you, is it good? Yeah, it's very tasty and it's very uh, timely because I just put my son into kindergarten this week. So um, we, this is day two of kindergarten. So <laughs> it's a good time to be toasting and cheersing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's that going? I've heard, so I, I homeschool, well, my husband homeschools our kids, but I've talked to a lot of my mom friends and it's, that seems like a very hard transition. Yeah. I mean, he's, um, he's been in preschool before. So as far as being in school, it's not necessarily new, but the transition from preschool to kindergarten is pretty dramatic, uh, for, I think probably more so the parents than for the children, because they really have to be very independent. We're not allowed to walk them into their classroom. We have to just drop them and run. Like he asked to ride the bus. There were all these things I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect. I really thought he was going to need me more. And he's like, all right, take you know, see you later, mom. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> yeah, that is hard. Like that really is when they start just, yeah, like you said, not needing us as much. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad it came in a good time. Um, yes. so yeah, let's dive into the, the fun, juicy stuff. Um, how long have you been a small business owner? Uh, what's your business? Like, who does it help? Um, yeah. How'd you get into it? Your story? Yeah. So, um, I will actually, it's, um, almost four years on the dot. Um, my LLC, I think got finalized in the middle of September, but I had already started the concept in, um, in August. So here I am four years later and I actually have two businesses, but they're very complimentary. Um, and I started one because of where I am at in this four years of business. So I own Delegate and Elevate, which is a social media management, um, company that is dedicated to helping wedding professionals with all of their social media needs. So everything from Instagram to Pinterest, to Facebook, to blogging submissions, and you know, all that kind of stuff in between. Um, and then the second business is kind of right under that also for wedding pros, but it is a stock photography subscription service. And all of the content for, um, those stock imagery is very relevant to wedding pros and kind of what their day to day looks like. So behind the scenes, flat lays, inspiration stuff. Um, and I really kind of started that business, which is called pops of pretty to, 
help the wedding professionals that I was working with very early on in my business that maybe I'm not working with now. And then there's a membership component to that that is also social media training for them. Um, So I've stayed kind of in the wedding business because I originally was a wedding planner um, and I worked at a wedding venue and did catering sales for them. So I've been in the space since 2004. And I had a couple, you know, like I stayed within the wedding space probably for the first five-ish years of my career. Um, And then I left for a little while to do like B2B stuff, really like very corporate job, traveled all over the country doing sales management and sales training. And um, even while I was working there, I was still getting phone calls occasionally from friends or family or even the CEO of the business that I was working for that was like, hey, um, we need you to plan a wedding for us. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not completely out of this space. Um, so I was still doing a little bit of that kind of like side hustle on the wedding planning. And then I ended up working at a wedding magazine once I got pregnant um, and left the corporate Face and then it this kind of just evolved from that um, really wanting to stay home and be present for my son as much as possible before he started kindergarten. <laughs> um, and here we are; <laughs> he's in kindergarten and the business is still running. So yeah, that's awesome! Congrats, four years. That Great. that's a long time to yeah. you know like be out on your own. Like yeah, that's awesome. And I bet it's so fun. And yeah, I just um, I was looking at your Instagram and so I just saw your stock photography and those are so cute. So I started following that too, even though I'm not in the wedding space, but (laughs) they are really, really well done. Do you take those yourself? I do not. So um, when I started Pops of Pretty, I really wanted it to be the opportunity for me to kind of incorporate more collaborations in my business. So I have a photographer that is local to my market. I'm in St. Augustine, Florida that I work with right now. So um, I do all the styling and the concepting and she comes in and she does, you know, the shoots we probably shoot. Um, it's a, If we're not every other month, we're every month. It kind of just depends on what's going on because she too is a mom. Mm-hmm. So um, we kind of tend to batch a lot of our stuff, but try and keep it really seasonal. So I work with her right now um, to do all the, the shoots. And um, I kind of dabble on the side a little bit for like filler content, but I don't really put that up there very often because I'm not nearly as good as she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, anybody listening that needs something like that, definitely check it out. Um, they're very, very great. Um, oh, St. Augustine, like that is such a cool place. I've only been one time and it was probably like 10 years ago, but I just remember loving it. Yeah. It's a really cool town. It's grown so much. And I've been here since, um, gosh, 2000, I guess now, which is crazy to think that I've actually lived here almost longer than where I was born and raised. Um, but I was born and raised in Gainesville, which is not very far away, but, um, it's a great little town and we do lots of weddings here. (laughs) Nice. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. With that backdrop. So did you go to Florida? Um, I actually know I left and I went to Flagler, which is a private um, fine arts college here in St. Augustine. But um, it's a it's a pretty common thing for people when you grow up in Gainesville. You do one of two things: you stay and then you never leave, or you go and you never come back. So right. I left and I never <laughs> came back. That's funny. <laughs> I just had to ask because I graduated from LSU, so I was going to be like, "Oh, a Gator." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, awesome. Um, So how do you, you know, like you said, you have your son that just started kindergarten and you started this at home um, to be able to be there. So how, like, do you have any tips on balancing like work life? Um, Like, what does that look like for you? 
Oh gosh. So, you know, for me, um, when I first started this business, I was like, I'm just going to take a couple clients. I'm just looking to make just enough to kind of cover our basic expenses. Um, but I am also, if you're like a personality test junkie, I'm an Enneagram three. I'm, I'm not all taking about that yet. Like, okay. So <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I love personality tests and I know not one size fits all, but I'm, I'm a very, driven, ambitious achiever type person. Um, but I will go, go, go until I burn myself out. Mm. Um, and that happens to me like every three ish so years. So I got to this business, like at the three year mark. And that's when I started pops a pretty, because I was like, Oh, I need another business in here. I need something new to do, <laughs> but it was still like very similar, but, um, I really kind of thrive by a challenge and like the buildup. And then once I've built it to a certain point, sometimes I find like, if I'm not pivoting, I'm getting bored. So I've now recognized this point in my business that I have this kind of cycle that if I don't give myself a lot of self-care at very specific times, I will hundred percent come to burnout. And then I just, I crash and then I have to start all over again. And that's just not a healthy place to be. Like I really like growth year over year, which is what I do. You know, like I'm always going for that, but then there's the inevitable like peaks and valleys. So for me on a balance thing, um, I've really tried to actually cut my day up and really work around my son's schedule. And now that I think that's going to change a lot this year, but I tried to take a lot of the summer off mm-hmm. and really just do, um, it's like I, I work out and I do that as often as possible just because that's me time. I like to go and get like facials and, you know, massages and really try and treat myself as often as possible. And, um, that really helps me to kind of battle the, the potential burnout that I, I'm prone to give myself because I really just have a hard time like cutting it off and not working. Um, but my husband is also a business owner. So he and I actually really have to carve out our times for like date nights and together time because he will fall into the same pattern that I will where we'll work in the morning and then our son will come home and we'll be home with him and we'll do dinner and family time and all that. Um, and then as soon as he goes to bed, we're both back downstairs like working in the office until it's time to go to sleep. Um, so (laughs) I'd love to say I have it perfected, but I think it's one of those things that I'm, I'm learning that integration for me and finding ways to like work, um, in the in-betweens is, is okay for me because I really enjoy work. And if I'm not working, I have a really hard time figuring out like what I'm supposed to do with myself. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I know what you mean. And it is, like you said, it's so easy just the after dinner and the kids are bed, like, Oh, I'll just do this for, you know, I I didn't get to it earlier. So I'll just go to it now. And then it's three hours later, you know, Oh my God, my eyes are burning. Like I need to go to bed. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it is. It's super hard. And I actually, the last, I think maybe three weeks or so, I've just told myself, no, I'm not doing it. And I don't. Awesome. And it, it's really unusual because I'm like, oh man, I'm really going to be like, uh, I'm going to have some seriously like a nasty emails tomorrow. Cause I didn't like respond to that text <laughs> at time at 10 o'clock, you know, like I really, I think we all worry about that, yeah. especially if we've allowed our boundaries to really kind of collapse. And then we try and put them back up. Like we're really fearful of what's going to happen. Um, but overall, I think it's been a really good thing and I'm getting, I'm putting out better work because I'm making myself not work at night. Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, the boundaries are the hardest like the hardest so hard. thing. Um, so hard. yeah, like you said, but then it's like, you, you know, you, like you said about, I'm going to get some nasty emails and then like, and then they don't come. So it's like, I feel like I do that too. And I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't get to this. I'm so tired. So I'll get to it. You know, like and then it doesn't happen. Like that thing that I built up in my head that 
was going to happen. Like wasn't even that bad. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. It's so much worse in our head 90% of the time. And, um, I'm super, I'm super grateful because over the years I've really kind of refined the types of clients that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my clients are also moms and work erratic schedules, but being in the wedding industry, most of my clients are doing the bulk of their work on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've kind of found that like, they're not working the typical nine to five. So they don't necessarily expect that I'm working the typical nine to five. But if I am, again, it doesn't bother them because they know they've hired me to do my job. And as long as I'm doing my job, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't really matter when it gets done as long as it gets done. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's the thing, you know, that's the biggest boundary that I've just had to learn to set is like, okay, these are what, this is what I'm going to do for you this month. Like, I'm, I promise I'm going to get it done. Just let me do it in my time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and it's great that you recognize that you, you know, like you have those cycles. So now that you know to look for those, you know, and just yes. like you said, keep them top so it doesn't happen. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, so do you have any like go-to apps or automations that you use to kind of help with that balance or just like help your business thrive? Like what do those look like for you? Yeah. So, um, I actually do have, um, two things that I do. So I have tons of automation apps that I use. Like I love Zapier. I love Asana. I love Dubstato. Um, I have tons of social media tools, which I'm sure, you know, like, in the marketing space, you're familiar with many of them, but like, I love Planoly. I love Tailwind. Mm -hmm. Um, those are kind of like my two top ones for what I do. I love Blogstomp, um, for blogging. There's just all kinds of tools that I use that in a lot of ways help me automate my process. I would be lost without Dropbox and Asana though. Right. How I communicate with my team. Like I put a bunch of stuff in Asana and I put a bunch of stuff in Dropbox and they can figure it out from there. Um, so that's been really important for me. Um, and you know, more than anything, I think when I finally decided I was going to hire an assistant that freed up a lot of my time, uh, and a lot of my brain brain power, mm-hmm. but had I not been able to set my, pl- my automations up and my systems in place before that, it would have been a really, really, really difficult transition to get her on board. But she's been with me now for, um, over a year. So we've got a nice system in place. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like that's so much, like I'm hoping to get there soon. Like I'm looking to start, um, looking for an assistant to just help with a few things, but you're right. Like it's so necessary to get those processes and systems like written down. Cause I've had them all in my head for so long, you know, mm-hmm. cause I've done everything, yes. but, um, yeah, that makes, I'm sure that makes the transition so much easier. Yeah. Well, and I did a lot of, um, videos when I was going through the process because I had them also in my head and sometimes I couldn't find a way to write them down even though by nature I'm a writer I really wanted to kind of explain some of those like ins and outs so I just like popped up my loom and I videoed like me going through the process of putting together a specific blog or you know putting images into Planoly and getting that like ready to go for Instagram so once I was able to actually video that she was able my assistant was able to hear my inflections and kind of understand what was more of a priority for me than others versus when I was just typing it out, there were things that were getting missed because she wasn't understanding like where I was trying to put the emphasis. Um, Because you can bold and highlight and italicize, you know, only so much before Mm -hmm. someone's like, well, are you just doing that for formatting or is this actually important? (laughs) (laughs) So I would say like Loom was a huge game changer for me in getting some of those processes down. Yeah, that's great. That's a great idea. I didn't even think of that because I mean, it also puts you like as you're speaking to someone and how you would go through the process as a as opposed to just writing it out in the same way like I love pen and paper 
Like that's how I write everything down. Like I start my client strategies, like just brainstorming that way, yes. you know, yes. but it's just so, I don't know. It, it's not the same as being able to yeah. just speak everything that, that needs to be done. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks. Like yeah. I, that's why I love in these conversations, just gleaning information from other business owners, because we all have so much to share and like we have mm-hmm. our experiences and just different things. Like I never would have thought to just like have a video of it. Like, I don't know why, I guess. Cause like you said, like I'm prone to writing as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's great. When you're a writer, when you're a writer, it is hard to think like of all the other ways that you could be doing that kind of stuff. Um, but to me, it's really hard sometimes to get the stuff out of my like head without writing it down first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like I think there's a happy medium between all of it, but, um, you know, it's just, I have a client who dictates everything to me. She sends me like a, a, you know, a voice memo every Monday to kind of let me know what's going on in her world. And just from that, I'm able to like create whatever content I need to for her that particular week, because I've got like a sense on what's going on that we never, it would have taken us like a bazillion texts to get through that seven minute like voice memo. (laughs) (laughs) And I can go back and listen to it anytime without a fear. Like, Oh, I didn't respond to that text. Yeah. Um, yeah, those automations of like really just kind of trying to to use more video and use more, um, you know, of those voice texts is, is definitely making a, or voice memos is making a big difference. Nice. So do you, what do you use for that? Like I, I talked to um, one of my guests a few weeks ago and she, what was one of her um, apps and automation that she used? It was Voxer. Is that what mm-hmm. you use? So I actually don't use Voxer with my clients because a lot of them are, don't feel comfortable in it. Like they don't want to learn one more thing. Um, so, but I, I have used Voxer. I like it. It's great for mastermind groups. Um, and Facebook groups are great for that kind of stuff, but just the Apple like voice memo recorder, um, is what most of my clients use because almost everybody has, um, an iPhone and it's just super easy for them to do that and send it. Awesome. Um, so what do you do? Like, what are some things that you do to get out of your comfort zone and help, you know, your business grow? Like, how do you just put yourself up there? You know, you know, your goals to crush them, like any tips on that or what you do to just grow? Yeah. So I invest every year in multiple educational opportunities and conferences. So I am almost always part of at least one mastermind group, sometimes two. Um, and I always go to at least two in-person events. Uh, this year I really kind of stepped way outside of my comfort zone and went back to like, I guess you could say my roots. At one point I was a huge extrovert. And I think after having my son, I just became an introvert. Um, but I decided to go back to my, uh, extrovert ways and get back up on stage. I used to be in drama and I did, um, I, I did my first speaking engagement at a conference. Oh, that's exciting. A large one. Yeah. And it was a larger one. So I have, um, it was down in, um, Miami. It was called the gather and soar summit and it was for event professionals and party pros. Cool. Um, so there were, I think 150 or 200 people there. So I tend to gravitate personally to the small events. Like I go to the inspired retreat by Amber Housley Mm -hmm. every year. If I can, she does it in May. There's no more than 30 people in most cases. And I, I love those kinds of events. Um, I did another one back in January down in Florida and I really find that that's where I can connect with a lot of people and, you know, really kind of build my network. And that just helps me thinking outside of my box. Um, but to go and do a speaking engagement, um, was, 
I wasn't scared to get up on stage. I don't have some weird fear of public speaking. Like I know, and I shouldn't call it weird, but I just don't have like a public speaking fear that I know so many people do. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a horrible Um, one. So I'm happy that you don't. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have it, but it's more just for me. I always put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I provide value because I have been to um, plenty of speaking engagements where not personally, but, um, like I haven't actually done the speech, but I've been sitting there listening to people going, well, I'm not getting anything out of this. And that's like, I mean, that's just soul crushing for everybody involved Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to get up on a stage and not provide value. At least I don't think they do, but you know, nobody wants to, um, get up on stage and also be looking out there and seeing that nobody's got any kind of expression on their face that says, yeah, this is great. Like if they're not taking notes or if they're not doing something to indicate that they're, you know, like engaged, it's really horrifying. Right. Um, (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I have no idea what to expect. I don't know if it's going to be any good. I don't know. Um, Here's my presentation. And my husband's like, don't read just the bullet points. And I was like, "I, I won't, I promise I won't read just the bullet points. And I was like, I have a lot to say in between. So it was like, it was really one of those things that once I got out there and I started talking, I'm like, even if I just help one person, and that's what my mentor and my mastermind group told me, she's like, even if you only help one person in this entire room, you've done your job because somebody's walking away with something more than they came in with. Um, so that's how I like really push my boundary. And then it has led to actually multiple other opportunities as a result. And then I have another event next month, which I'm sure will do the same kind of thing. So I've basically just told myself, okay, get out there and just go speak because I enjoy it. I enjoy connecting with the people and because <laughs> sounds so fun. I enjoy connecting with the people, but, um, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> it sounds very political or something, <laughs> but you know, See it's your like, campaign wave. <laughs> yes. Like when you're in this space of working online so much ah. and you're in these home offices, like you just don't get out and do that as much. So yes. if I don't do it, I will stay in my little bubble and just not push myself. So at least every time I go to an event or I go speak now, or I put myself on a webinar or whatever that pushes me. And then I really try and, um, also sell. I mean, I go out there and I'm like, okay, these are the people I want to target and I will send them emails or, you know, I'll shoot them a message or something. I don't do that a ton. Um, I'm super fortunate to have a good referral base, but, um, I still make sure that I put that effort in there. Cause I, I feel that that's really important. And I read a ton. I read a lot of business books and I'm always like pulling my nuggets from that and implementing something new as a result of that. So um, growth has always been like super important to me. Yeah, no, I love everything that you said. Um, and like you said, uh, investing, um, this was my first year, like it, totally starting to invest. Um, Amber was the first one. And then last week I joined, um, James Wedmore's business mm-hmm. by design. Yes. I've heard great things about that one. Oh my God. He's amazing. Like he, like I'll be sitting there watching, going through my stuff and I'll just start laughing, like literally laughing out loud because he's like, I'm like, how did he know that? Like he just spoke straight to me, <laughs> like these things. And, um, he's just awesome, but it was terrifying. Like investing. Cause that's like a 12 month yes. commitment. Like a, yes. that's, you know, that you ain't coming back from that one, yeah. which is awesome because the accountability is in, you know, just what he's offering is just great. But, and then Amber as well, like she was my first one and, and she's awesome. Like she's just, she seems like such a cool girl. I can't wait to meet her in person. Um, and then the community, you know, that we've, we all have now, like has just been amazing, but I don't know, taking that, that toe off the line and actually going scary. <laughs> 
It is absolutely. But you know, it's one of those things I feel like every investment you make, it will pay off if you go in with the right mindset on it. And it's like, there's so much talk about mindset right. in the business space. But you know, I really find that it's, it's very true because I know the very first investment that I made for my business, I'm probably still four years later paying it off, which is really obnoxious to me. Um, because it was like $5,000 for me to go to this event and I got nothing out of it. Like, oh. and I, I shouldn't say nothing. But I kind of feel that way, you know, because there was nothing that I couldn't have learned online. I didn't make any super valuable like connections. I did Mm -hmm. meet somebody there in person, but I had already met them online. So at least we met in person, but I've seen her since then multiple times um, at other events. So it was one of those things I'm like, I have no idea what I got out of that other than knowing I don't want to go to an event with 3,000 people ever again. Right. Like, <laughs> that's what I know. Right. So I paid $5,000 to learn that lesson. <laughs> oh. Oh, <that's laughs> but, you know, I think, you know, you make those investments and then you know whether or not you were really like making the investment because you, you thought that it would make you feel better or it thought you thought it would make you smarter or if you're making the investment because you truly have the right heart behind it and you know, I'm making this investment because these are the, these are the things I want to accomplish in my business that I know I can't without that investment. Um, so I think it got me super clear on investments for the future. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you said, um, it's just, it, it it's all about the mindset. And I'd never really thought about that before. Um, like it, it just wasn't something that was top of mind for me, but like the first few modules of this of business by design has nothing to do so much with like quote unquote business. It, it really is like mindset and it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, been life-changing and it's just, it's awesome. Like it really yeah, is. That's exciting. Um, the other thing too, you were mentioning about like connecting with people. Like I kind of feel the same way because I think to working from home, like, like you said, it's just so easy to stay home and not mm-hmm. connect with people. And like, I recently joined like our, um, our local chamber and just making these connections with other people and business owners, like in real life, like I have the digital space and I have this, like, it's just so fulfilling. Like you get to talk to people, yeah. and have coffee and, and this too, mm-hmm. like connecting with all the girls that I've met in blooming business and speaking to them. Oh, okay, great. I'm not crazy for thinking that like other yeah. people, other people feel that way too, you know? Yeah. And it is, you know, it's the downside and it's so hard to say it when you're in the digital marketing space, but it is the downside of social media. It's made us less social. And yeah. if we don't take the next step, like social is just the vehicle to get us from point A to point B. But once we get to point A B, there's still responsibility to continue to forge that connection. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's where we miss it. We forget Um, and I've learned that lesson over the last couple of years. There've been a lot of people I've been connected with online that I've, you know, like on Facebook, Facebook's kind of my jam. Like personally, I love it. Yeah, Um, You know, and it's like, I'll connect with people on Facebook and I'll comment on something and they'll never actually acknowledge that I've commented or they'll never try and continue that conversation. So I gave myself with a couple of people, a couple of different opportunities to try and like reach out to them and talk to them as just, I had no intent of doing anything other than trying to, again, make a connection and just know them. And they continued to ignore me. And I was like, forget this. Like I'm delete. This is not even an unfollow. This is the delete. Like why waste your energy with people who have no interest in actually getting to know you in return? It's just pointless. Like it's absolutely pointless. And, you know, as like harsh as that may sound, like what's, you know, we, we have a responsibility to know one another and help one another. And if you can't 
use social to help you like get further into that, then why are you using it at all? But that's right. Just, you know. <laughs> like it's a, it's a tool to be social. Yeah, it's a, exactly. it's a relationship. It's not a one-sided thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You really yeah. need to make an effort if you're actually going to, if you, like you said too, though, like if you're going in with the right reasons for things, like yeah. it is, it is a great thing, but it could be, it's bad too. But I mean, I guess yeah. it's all up to, if you wouldn't like speak to somebody, like if you were to, my, my rule of thumb is if you are friends with somebody on a social platform and if you were to see them in person and choose to ignore them and not actually like, I mean, if you were stuck in a room with them and not actually say anything to them, then you probably shouldn't be following them and they shouldn't be following you. Right. <laughs> so yes. That was my lesson this year. I was like, okay, we are friends on Facebook, but they don't even actually know who I am. I have Right. Like I just walked by them and they didn't yes. anything. Well, and I actually said something to once I went out to this guy that I was friends with on, he was a photographer, like on um, Facebook. And I was like, oh yeah, we're connected on Facebook. He's like, oh, we are, what's your name? Oh, and I was like, hello. Oh. So I said something and then I said something to him about like, something that had happened on his Facebook that he posted. And like, I actually, because I'm, I pay attention to that stuff. So I like regurgitated to him what was going on in his life. And he like, then he called me the wrong name later. And I was like, <sighs> I, I, I can't. So I deleted. And you know, you feel a lot more fulfilled on social if you don't let all of those kinds of situations or, or people fill up your feed. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's, ain't nobody got time for that. You know? Yeah, exactly. So that's my social media advice for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, I agree. It's like, it's totally true. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so any advice on like how other business owners can break out of their comfort zones? Um, you know, I think it's one of those things like that, that whole adage, like do one thing a day that scares you. Um, I think we already have enough going on to put that on our to-do list. Like here's right. my one thing a day to cross off. But <laughs> I think, you know, if you, it, I think it starts simple and then you get more excited, like go to a different gym or try a different workout class or, mm -hmm. you know, like reach out and have a coffee chat with somebody who is either in the same space as you or something completely opposite that, but you've been really interested in or go, um, take a class into a hobby that you've been really interested in trying. Or if you're a parent, this is a big one for me. And this is the lesson I've learned. Um, my son gets shy and I think it's because he doesn't see me go up and introduce myself to people <sighs> in public spaces mm. anymore. So I have actually now just started to like, be like, Oh, this is, you know, I'm Serena. What's your name? And it's just, you know, whenever he's with me, I try and do that when we're out in public now, because I think it's super important for him to see it's okay to ask somebody their name if you're shy. Um, you know, and if it doesn't lead to anything, that's fine. At least you get the practice to do it. Um, so that's kind of been something that I've incorporated in my parenting, but it's helping me grow in my business to feel a little bit less shy and feel like I can command that conversation more frequently. Yeah, that's great. And so simple, you know, like, and it yeah. doesn't take time. Um, it's funny because my daughter's similar. She's nine. And um, sometimes, you know, we'll be at the park and I can see her eye like eyeing other kids. I'm like, why don't you go up and say hi? And it's exactly the same thing. Like, because I don't do that. Like, I don't go up to moms yeah. in the park and be like, hey, I'm Nicole. Like, nice to meet you. Yeah. And so that's great. Like, I'm going to start trying to implement that. I'm shy, but... um, yeah. And, and it's hard, but it's it like, <laughs> when you make yourself do it, you realize that you've, you, like, you are telling them it's okay to conquer their fear and you're giving them that, like, faith. So it's kind right. of one of those things, like... And if you don't have children, like think about your customer experience and like, what is it that they're fearful to do and see if you can find a way to do that thing that they're fearful of. So then you can actually like help better 
assist them because you know the pain point that they're going through. So it's, you know, it's just having a lot of empathy, I think, and, and putting yourself in their shoes and doing what you can or figuring out like how you would solve that issue. But um, yeah, it can be super scary. But at the same time, like I, I don't think I've had anybody who has completely ignored me. Right. They might, they might look at me a little funny, but most of the time they'll like at least respond with their name and then, you know, we can move on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's not like anybody's like, Oh my God, why are you talking to me, you know, like yeah. <laughs> and again, it's like in our heads, like the same thing. Um, so the other day, I think it was like two days ago, I finally went live. Like I've avoided it forever. And then I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, you should go live. And then I've never done it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, you're just going to do it. Like you're going to do it. Talk myself into it. Did it for like five minutes, which felt like hours. And then almost deleted it. Cause I'm like, oh, this is, I, I you know, I just felt stupid. Like talking yeah. to my phone and like, it was the first one. So I stumble and all that, but I left it up and it's like, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like it really wasn't like, <laughs> there's a lot going on in the world than me spending five minutes going, right. on, you know, like, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's just doing it. It's like just taking that small step, whatever it is and just going for it. Yeah. Even if it's not perfect because it's yeah. most likely not going to be. Not going to be. Exactly. I mean, you, every, like every marathon gets started with a single step. So yeah. It's the same thing. I love it. Um, Awesome. Okay. So we're towards the end. Um, Your five favorites, Um, your favorite book, drink, thing to do to relax, watch, and your favorite place to go. Mm. I thought about this book one a lot because I read so much that I sometimes forget the books that I have read, Mm -hmm. um, which is really terrible. Like I was just reading a really fantastic book and my husband's like, what's it called? And I'm like, I have no idea (laughs) because I read everything (laughs) on my e-reader. But I will say my favorite business book is probably... all the you are a badass books. Like I just think that they're all fantastic, uh, super consumable. Uh, they don't make you feel terrible. Um, and then I think when it comes to just like a, other other books that are not related to business but just related to life, Eat Pray Love was still like one of my staples. Oh my god, it was a good one. Yeah. I haven't gone back and read it in a long time. I have an autographed copy in my room that I look at, you know, and I just loved it. Um, so it for me, I just there are just too many books ever to pick a favorite and it really changes in, in the seasons for me. But I love like crime, you know, mysteries. I love suspense novels. I love a good romance book. I just finished one that was just so fantastic. My husband's like, what are you reading? And I was like, shh. And he's like, I know, like you have been like, you won't put it down. And I'm like, I know it's just so good. It was about time travel and it was just really good. Oh, there's nothing like a good book. Like that you just absorbed in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, just give me all the books. Just give them (laughs) all to me. Um, as far as drink, like I, I am definitely like coffee and water when it comes to Mm -hmm. a coffee drink. I love, love, love our local coffee shop, something pumpkin. It's a pumpkin latte, but the way they make it is with fresh pumpkin and cinnamon and brown sugar and whipped cream. And it is to die for. Oh yeah. I drink one every, yeah, every single day. Like you just, Oh, October. Okay. It's funny. I saw a meme this morning. Yeah, no. Oh my, no. And it was like, um, it's almost time. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, uh, it's 80 degrees. Put your pumpkin away or get your pumpkin latte away from my margarita. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, in Florida, it never really gets truly frigid. So, yeah, you know, true. I, yeah. I treat myself to a something pumpkin every day in October. Cause you can only get it in the month of October. So oh, nice. that is for sure. Like my, that's the one that I'm super 
excited to get um, back into. But I've recently also discovered that I really like gin, um, gin mixed drinks. So oh, that's, really? that's kind of a new thing for me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's um, some really good um, like craft craft cocktail places here in St. Augustine. So I'm, I'm learning to love that. Awesome. Um, things to relax. So of course, when I'm not reading or parenting <laughs> or like working, I just really love to nap. And I also just like to kind of, uh, if, if I'm on vacation, one of my favorite things to do is just to go out and explore. I like to just like hiking is probably one of my favorite things to do to relax, but also to vacation. Um, so it really kind of depends, but I'm, I'm always for just reading a book and napping. Nice. Yeah. If my I can daughter, get it in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my daughter wants to do this like freaky Friday, like, you know, like the movie, like where we switch roles mm-hmm. and she doesn't take naps. Mm-hmm. I mean, she hasn't taken a nap since she was like two, she's nine now. And I yeah. was like, deal. Can I just like, I know you don't nap, but can I take a nap for like the afternoon <laughs> and like you go do, you know, yeah. do the dishes, do whatever I should be doing at that time. <laughs> and she was like, what? Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So hopefully that'll, that'll happen. And, um, also too, if you ever like want, like I live up in Oregon and we have so many amazing hikes oh. up here. So if you ever come up here, yes. like I'm like an hour from Portland, we're out in the gorge, like it's a beautiful place. So if you ever need a place to vacation and hike, come up here and I'll take you on all the hikes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yes, for sure. Cause we, you know, like my husband and I both love to hike and we're trying to get our son to really get into it. We took him on for his first hike at the beginning of this year. Cause we felt like he could actually walk the whole way and, um, he did great, but, um, we're always kind of, I have like a new state a year thing that I want to do, but I don't do like, I'm not like, Ooh, I want to go to all the States. I'm like, if the state has anywhere that I can hike, that's where I want to go. Um, but yeah. I've traveled a good bit. So, um, I definitely have a bunch of West Coast places on my, on my list. So, awesome. um, and watching. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is watching what I like to watch. So I, I love, I actually really love TV. Um, I don't ever have it on during the day or anything, but when I'm working, I almost always have it on in the background at nighttime, like my Mm -hmm. eight to 11 o'clock, the TV is generally on. And then I'm reading from like 11 to noon or not 11 to noon. If I could, gosh, I would 11 to midnight, but, um, I I'm right now I'm just watching pretty much anything on Netflix. Um, the new Mindhunter came out today as the day that we're recording this. So I will probably be watching Mindhunter tonight. Wait, what is that about? Um, I haven't heard of that one. Like I, I watch Netflix, but I just go to like my two shows and watch them repeatedly. But so which one? Yeah. Well, this one is really dark. It's definitely really dark. It's about this guy, um, who is investigating all these, um, serial killers and kind of crying, trying to, he's the one who's creating the BAU. Um, so like criminal mind style, like think about criminal minds now, but like, you know, 50 years ago when they were first trying to start this department where they were uh, analyzing all these behaviors. So he goes through and he goes and talks to all these serial killers to see if he can find what the commonalities are between all of them so that they can start to study them, you know, long-term to help fight crime. Oh, wow. Um, That's cool. Um, I'm not dark. I I mean, I'm just, I'm more like, give me a rom-com or like, Right. <laughs> or like Paw Patrol, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds interesting to like to, to study the behaviors. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, and it's like, I love uh, Grey's Anatomy. That's like my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's probably the longest run of any TV show that I've ever watched. Um, but I do love a good like suspense thriller. Like I watched Walking Dead forever um, until they killed Glenn. 
So then I just was all done. And I was like, I can't go back. It's just like all over for me. So it's not you, um, it's me. yes, exactly. I was like, Mm-mm, nope, can't get back to it. Uh, it's just not happening. So uh, I'm always down for like a good, like suspense show for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to lighten the mood. Sometimes I find if I, if I watch or read too much of that stuff, like I start getting into a place where I'm like a little grumpy. So I, I have to get back to like nice and light airy and like, right. Oh, let me watch a love story or like right. a, you know, a comedy. So let me binge a uh, Hallmark for a day. Yes. Yeah, balance exactly. it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then the places to go question, I would say locally, like I love to just, um, go to the beach cause I'm super close to the, the beach. But, um, I also, like I said, I love to travel. So anywhere that's got a mountain, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm always good to go like overseas. Um, I've been to Italy and I've been to Europe and I love it. Um, and I have a lot of stuff that I want to do over there. My absolute favorite, favorite place I ever experienced was Bora Bora for my honeymoon. Oh, um, yeah. I've only seen it, pictures. It looks, yeah. I don't think it doesn't even exist. Like it, it doesn't. doesn't. Real. <laughs> yeah. Even now that I've been, I'm like, that's just like a fantasy. And then I don't know if I'll ever get back. Um, but it was a phenomenal and you know, it was, it was a long journey that was a hundred percent worth it, but yeah. um, there's so many phenomenal places in the United States to go as well. Like, yeah. so, um, I don't think there's any lack of, of, um, opportunity to go and see the world. And I think it's super important yeah. to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. So where can everybody find you? Um, your website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, my website is just delegate and elevate.com. And then my other website is pops of pretty.com and for Instagram or, you know, Facebook, I'm, um, delegate and elevate is my handle on that one. And then pops of pretty is pops of pretty stock. Um, so pretty easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll put those in the podcast notes and I love the names of both of them. Like there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, thank you so much for just taking the time today. And um, I know everybody's listening, like they don't know, but it was delayed and a little crazy. And I'm just so glad that we were able to connect and um, sorry about that. And just, oh, no, oh, it's fine. been great. Yeah, definitely. And I'm very long winded. So apologies to everybody in advance. If you got all the way through this, like pat on the back, cause I love to talk. <laughs> no, I mean, well, everything you shared was so valuable, you know, in different ways. And so it was awesome. Like, and that's the whole point of this is to just community and us help each other. And, you know, I mean, it's a conversation and that's right. Uh, it's been great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for my champagne. Like I said, the timing on it was perfect. And, um, here's the Fridays. <laughs> yeah. Well, have a great weekend and thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Thank you.